0: This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today, I'm introducing a topic that you're going to hear me talk a whole lot more about. It's going to be the theme of some of my new programs in the fall and winter. And I've, I've sort of introduced this idea, but today we're going to elaborate a lot more on it. And it's the, the concept of taking your health habits and converting them from tasks that you need to cross off your list every day to part of your identity, really who you are and how you just naturally conduct your day. And the reason why I'll be talking more about this is because it's a really powerful shift. You know, it's one thing when you have a list of things you have to do today or on a given day and you just you know have to think about the order you're going to do them and cross them off but it really is a very different experience when habits become part of your identity truly who you are and it's actually kind of funny because people might get to know you for that and associate these actions with who you are and also and the real benefit behind this is that it just becomes easier because when actions are things that you just do without thinking then you increase the consistency with which you do them and you decrease the effort that it takes to get them done. Think about all the things we do throughout the day that we don't even put on our list, like brush our teeth, put our contacts in, maybe do the dishes, make meals for ourselves, our family, clean up the dishes, wipe off the countertops, maybe even make your bed. I mean, there are all these little things that if we really made a list one day of Everything that we do throughout the course of the day, we'll find there are lots of things we just instinctively do, and it doesn't even register because it's just habit and it's not even taking a lot of brain space. And that is what I want to get you thinking about today is taking the behaviors that are going to be necessary day in and day out if you have health goals that you're trying to achieve and create the habits that become automatic and become part of your identity so you don't even think about it. You don't even debate if they're going to be given one of your precious 16 hours of the day that I've been talking about. It's just what you do. It's just an automatic automatic assumption. Yep, one hour of my day is going to be allotted for walking. It's just a matter of when it's going to be. So on that note, I wanted to share with you an interview that I did. I was invited to be part of this amazing summit a few weeks ago and it was a group of people like myself in the health and wellness industry who are all sharing the same messaging of the importance of making your health habits part of your identity and truly who you are and how you live your day. What was interesting about this summit is that the speakers were all from a slightly different uh, subspecialty within the health and wellness area. So I, of course, was talking from a psychology standpoint, but there were other experts from nutrition and personal training and and others. So I'm sharing with you today the interview that I did for this program. The summit has ended. You may be able to join and get the recordings after the fact if you're interested. I'm not sure. We'll um we'll put that information in the show notes. But either way, I wanted to share my interview because I covered a lot, like a whole lot in this interview. And there's a lot to think about. So Don't get too overwhelmed. I shared a lot of tips and a lot of steps you can take, but over the next several months, I'll be taking those individually and going in more depth on the podcast. So don't get too overwhelmed, but I wanted to introduce you to this idea, get you thinking about it, and we'll be talking a lot more about it in the next several weeks and months. So here you go the interview for the Turning Habits into Your Identity Summit. I hope you enjoy it and would love to know what you think as always. So find me on social media, find me on email. Send me a message. Let me know what you thought, if you had any questions or what you're super excited to hear more about in the coming months. Okay, enjoy it, and I'll be back next week.
1: Carol, welcome. And I am so excited to have you today because we get to de- dig deep into habits based on psychology. So before we get started,
0: will you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, and we'll go from there? Yes. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here to be part of this summit and share everything that I know from a psychologist standpoint on healthy habits. So, um, as you mentioned, I am a psychologist and a health habit coach, and I've been doing this for over 20 years. Um, I always knew from a very young age that I wanted to be a psychologist and um, did all the schooling. And, you know, I went to a research-based program, and even way back then, I was interested in the connection between carbohydrates and mood. And did all these really in-depth studies on nutrition and lifestyle and well-being and mental health. And so I've always felt that this is just super, super important. And I love the work that I'm doing now, taking the psychology principles. So I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist, which there are a lot of different approaches to therapy. And this is one that's a skills-based approach that teaches people to learn more about their thoughts, their feelings, and how they both impact behavior. So I have a lot of training on that and a lot of practice using that. And I've been applying it in terms of health habits for the past eight years or so. And I'm really excited to share my thoughts on that and and some tips uh, today. I'm
1: really excited too, because we've had experts in nutrition and uh, life coaching and biofeedback coaching and all sorts of different realms and today to talk about the psyche about habits and stuff i think is a piece that really does need to be dove into and and stuff and we have a basic idea of what healthy habit is and we have a framework around it but like there's it, it goes super deep so as far as what you do in your line of work what is healthy habit in in that way? Like, what does that mean to you when you're coming at it like a psychologist?
0: Yeah. So there's a lot to say about this. And I think I'm going to answer that question over the course of this interview. But one of the things that I wanted to speak to first was the idea that a truly healthy habit is one that's sustainable. So it's one that you can do for the rest of your life. You know, there are a lot of these quick fix plans, or maybe you have a really aggressive goal that you're working towards. And that's fine. You know, for some people from time to time, There's a place for that. But in general, a truly healthy habit to me is one that is sustainable. So it's sort of this balance where you're not overly consumed with it and overly perfectionistic, but you're still very consistent. And I also think habits should bring you joy because of how you make, because of how they make you feel and the process that you go through along the way, in addition to the outcome that they help you achieve. And this is not easy. So it's easy to say this. It's harder to do it because when you're a goal-oriented person and you decide that you want to work towards a specific outcome, it's really hard not to fall into that pattern of all or nothing thinking. Like I have to do this 100% perfectly or it doesn't matter or I failed. And in the end, it's just not helpful because that's not going to be attainable. Nobody can be 100% perfect all of the time. Um, nor do you need to, to really benefit from a health habit. So I think there's really something to be said for that old 80-20 rule and that sustainability and consistency is really the key. And it applies to everything, food, exercise, meditation, hobbies, productivity, whatever kind of habit you're talking about, I think that's very relevant. Nice.
1: Yeah, I love that you said that it has to be sustainable and bring you joy because those are two things that miss are missed when people are like, I have to build this healthy habit. There's so much stress and so much anxiety around that that just ends up building a blockage for most people where they just halt altogether and then their psyche starts to become like scattered or that mean girl comes out right mm-hmm. and then, and she's hard to control and get her down because it's not you you're in a process of trying to make it as a part of something you do and how you show up every day but at the same time you it's finding that balance creating yes. it to be easier with the energy that you're putting out right exactly. is that what i'm hearing yeah
0: exactly yes
1: Awesome. Well then, so what, what do you think is really holding people back from building that habit? Can we get
0: deeper on that? Yeah, because you know what? It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's really the problem. It is not easy. There are so many potential obstacles when it comes to creating daily habits. And what I find is that a lot of people rely on motivation or willpower in order to achieve their habits. And they will only get you so far. And, you know, maybe you'll get a burst of it initially. And, you know, when the plan or the habit is new and you're excited about it, but eventually motivation and willpower are going to come and go and they'll only get you so far. So there has to be something else that we can rely on in order to get these habits to stick. And a lot of people say to me, it's just the weirdest thing. You know, the switch went on and I was really motivated and I, you know, I was really consistent. And then just as magically, the switch went off and I lost my motivation. And I know there are so many people who experience that. And my belief is that there's actually a lot we can do to ensure that that switch stays on rather than just kind of hope and pray that it will. And and so I can talk a little bit about some of those things uh, that can help keep that switch on. But that's where we come back to habits is that habits are a lot more reliable than willpower or motivation because habits stick habits are ingrained and you don't have to think a lot about them so when willpower comes and goes and motivation waxes and wanes your habits will always be there once you've worked on them
1: yeah and some things like habits are also they don't burn as much energy like emotions and willpower burns a lot of energy and that's why they are up and they are down because we can't sustain that energy. So building that habit and creating it as part of our de- identity, that's kind of the tag in this um, interview series, right, yes. is creating the part of our identity because that is energy. Like, that's just who we are. It just comes naturally, comes simple and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, let's talk about how do you turn those switches
0: on then? Yeah, so I have a number of things that really and truly help ensure that that switch stays on. And we could actually have an entire interview on any one of these. So I'll go through them. And uh, but just know that this is really scratching the surface and there's so much more to say. But number one, habits. So like we said, habits are a lot more reliable. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to make decisions. Do I feel like exercising? Do I not? It's just, oh, this is what I do in the sequence of my schedule and my routine. And you just do it. So habits is number one. Finding accountability partners is number two. So someone who knows what goal you're working on or knows what habit you're trying to instill and can help you in a variety of ways. They might expect a text from you saying, you know, work out, workout done today, or send me a picture of your meals, or send me your, your journal or your planner. Um, they can cheer you on and they can just kind of sit on your shoulder and give you an extra nudge, um, that can be really helpful. And so that can work in a couple of ways. So that can be one person, or it can also be an accountability group or a community that you are a part of and connected with. And there's something really powerful about working with other people who are also working on the same goals, developing the same habits, it really helps you stay more connected to that mission. And then sometimes a coach is really helpful. Um, you know, we, we all have our areas of expertise and we can't be experts in everything. And there are lots of people who are experts, whether it's personal training, nutrition, habit coaching. So take advantage of them and put them in place for a period of time. It doesn't have to be forever, but invest in it for a period of time, long enough until you get your momentum going and then you won't need them anymore. And then the next one is personal development. And I'm such a big fan on, of this. And you'll hear me talk about this more reading books, listening to Audible, listening to podcasts, fill your mind with positivity and reinforcement of these habits. And it's going to help feed that momentum for you and that commitment. And then um, as you'll hear, you know, one of my, my big thing is time management. And I really think that time management is at the heart of your habits because we all have 24 hours in the day. And let's say we sleep for eight hours, let's, and that's even a lot, that leaves 16 hours of the day that we're trying to manage and you're trying to allocate that. And so if your health habits are really important, then they're going to be very related to how you manage your time. And are you deciding that one of those one or two or however many of those 16 hours needs to be dedicated to your health habits? You have to make that a priority and then consistently carve out the time to make that happen and continue to problem solve the barriers that get in the way, because there are so many. You you have the best intentions and you put it in your planner. Obviously, you know, things come up all the time, but we can also learn how to adapt to that and make adjustments so that you stay consistent.
1: Oh, I love these tips. And exactly those those tips. those elements pulled together is what I've found in my own practice that really make when one is weaker than the other, then that's where that emotion and the, the energy and the motivation and the willpower all start to slip. Right. (laughs) So so learning how to, there's never going to be create full, truly balance in your life, but learning how to control this is really essential. And I love your time management tip. what it there and I, I always believe that time management is also tied back to a lot of identities like I don't have enough time in my day I don't have I am too busy I I can't I can't do this I'm this I'm that I'm those I am statements right yeah. that end up tying back to why I can't show up and and do you have any great tips on to share with anybody on like how to switch those I am statements yes. so that you do go ahead and make sure that I'm showing up for my workouts. Yes. I'm scheduling my meal plans. I yes. I'm I'm, go, I'm doing the self-development work because I am that person who does that. Yes. So
0: let me phrase it a different way. And then I have, I have lots of thoughts about this, these I am statements, but, um, you know, we're talking about time management and how that's relevant to these I am statements. And one of the things that I teach in my time management course is the importance of setting up your week in advance. And the reason for that is so that you can get to this really important question. So let's imagine. And again, there's so much to say about how do you go about setting up your week, but let's just say you do. The really important question that I ask is when you look at your plan for the week, are your values reflected in your plan? So if your value is being someone who sustains your health habits and is really committed to your health habits, do you see that in your planner? Do you see time to work out, time to go food shopping, time to make dinner, time to actually stop and have lunch in the middle of the day? And if the answer is no, then there's a problem and that has to be addressed
1: yeah that's a really great point
0: oh you said do you value are your Um, values are your values represented in how you're using your time
1: right and then there's a lot of times that we won't show up in our like we say that we value something but we don't show up there so we really have to find that question of why like do we truly value it or do we not and if we don't like we don't value making the time to create this better version of ourselves. Then that means we put our value in that old version of ourselves and stay where she is. So in order to help us move forward into the best version of ourselves and live into a healthy identity, we really have to create, understand our values And then tie them to our timeline or our time management and that time management to our habits. Is that what I'm hearing you? Yes. And I would
0: just add to that, that values leave clues. So Mm -hmm. here's something really interesting. So if you look around your house, would it be evident that health habits are important to you. So would you see exercise space, exercise equipment, exercise clothes, healthy food in the fridge or the pantry, vitamins and supplements, or would you see a lot of medicine? Um, If you look at your bank statement or your credit card statement, would you see the values reflected there that you pay for a gym or a coach or an online course that you're investing in these habits because they're important to you? um, Or would you see other things? So these values leave clues. Same thing, the books. If you look around at the books on your shelf, are they talking about, I don't know, investments? I don't even know what other people have on their shelves, but all of mine (laughs) are self-help and habits and nutrition and, and all of that. But so values leave clues.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that is huge. I think everybody needs to do an audit of their house yeah. and just kind of go through. It's not like we teach in a lot of what I do is teach, like, you know, let's go check your refrigerator and see what it is, but not just stopping there checking. Yeah. Do you, do you have equipment if you can't make it to the gym, but you can take five minutes in your room and get it done? Like, do you, I love that. What do you value? And it's going to show up in your house. Like, yeah. I, all of my books are fitness or, uh, you know, self-help books and right. anything I listen on my podcast or self-help books, because that truly is what I value is to try to create the best version of myself. Yeah. And that comes with the material, the, what I bring into my life. And it comes in the books I read, the movies I watch, you know, the friends I keep, you know. Um, all
0: those things, it's all all of it together. Yeah. Yeah. More beyond just the, Oh, get to the gym for 50 minutes a day or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So how do, but so somebody who hasn't created any of this, who's sitting here watching this, um, interview series that we're putting together is now maybe bringing up some emotional feelings. Like I just, I can't figure it out or I'm struggling with this and and that is real and that is raw and that is very human and we want to first give permission for all of that but how do you help them transition from that that feeling because automatically they're wanting to push back and they're wanting to say oh this is not going to work for me because none of this stuff works but we're here to say it does work
0: right it does yeah
1: but, and it can, but we got also got to work on our emotions as a psychologist. How do you help them get out of that feeling out of that emotion so that they can step into their healthier habits and
0: their, um, time management and all the things, all the great tips that you just gave them. So speaking of books, I want to quote one of my favorite authors, and I bet this book is on your shelf too. It's called (laughs) Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh Yeah, right. (laughs) So I just love, love, love this book. And there are a couple of quotes or nuggets that really stood out for me. And he talks about the idea rather than having a task that you have to check off, like get to the gym or go to the grocery store. He talks about who you need to become in order to achieve this consistent habit. And so that's the identity piece that you're talking about, rather than just kind of checking off a task that you're going to do. It's really becoming the person who willingly does that consistently. And then a follow-up question that he, that, um, little nugget that he shares is that every choice you make during the day, casts a vote either for or against the person you want to be. So I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, the first thing you have to do is really ask yourself that question. Who do I want to be? And how do I want to show up in this one life that I have and in this one body that I was given? And if you decide, and you may not, you know, different people are at different places, you know, along the way. But if you decide that I want to be someone who shows up for myself, who takes good care of this body so I can be here and enjoy all the other things in life that I want to enjoy... Then all day long, we're making a whole bunch of choices about how our day goes. And I really love his prompt because as you're making these seemingly tiny choices, if you can ask yourself, is it casting a vote this way or this way, it really does make you pause and think, well, wait a minute, I don't want to cast a vote for a person who's not invested in their health. So. If I don't go for a walk today, I'm going to cast that vote and I don't want to. So I'm going to cast this vote and I'm going to get my sneakers on and I'm going to go out and get that walk in. So it, it really breaks down um, kind of the bigger habits to the moments that are easier to control and steers you in the forward direction. And um, another thing, so that's just sort of a background premise from the book that I really love is mm-hmm. you know that really helps you own that identity of who do I want to become? in order to um, achieve this habit. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is the power of affirmations. And I, I don't know about you. I don't know if you're someone who practices this. And I know that I definitely thought it was a bunch of woo-woo when I first heard about it. <laughs> um, but I, I really have learned to use them and I've been working on them, I don't know, probably for about five years now. And I'm here to say that it really does work, that you may have a negative belief in your head that's not serving you, and you have the ability to come up with another thought over here, a more affirming thought. And you can program that into your brain and rehearse it over and over and over again. And eventually it does stick and it does drown out that initial initial unhelpful thought. So you can decide whatever it is you want to think. I want to think that I am someone, and I've honestly, have used these as I've reprogrammed my brain. These are some of... Um, the mantras that that I use. Um, my health is the most important thing in my life. I achieve the goals I set for myself when um, I take good care of myself so that I'm better able to take care of the people around me. And I personally, the way I do this, there are a lot of different ways you can do it. I like to write it out. So I have a notebook and I literally write out maybe five or seven affirmations every single day, the same one over and over again to really burn it in my brain And then eventually I get to the point where I say, yeah, I got that. Like my brain gets that and I don't have to write it anymore. And I can move on to another one. Some people like to record it and make a video or an audio, and then they play that back over and over again. So there's no one right way or wrong way that, you know, no one right way you do it, however works for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big believer in affirmations as well. And, Um, A little vulnerable story about myself is I grew up with a learning disability in reading and writing, and my whole life as a young child, I used, there was an affirmation that was very negative constantly that said, you're not smart enough. You're not enough. You're not smart enough. You're not enough. So yeah, I was able to put myself through college all by myself and all these things, but there was always an underlining affirmation that hung right there. It was a moment where I I was like I used it like a record right um, that record's playing and when it comes now I scratch that record and I stop it and I change that affirmation to look what you have accomplished. Somebody who wasn't smart could not accomplish what you have accomplished, and I know that I could use that same thing in my health and my fitness and my nutrition and all the things because I was able to take that that really embedded grained affirmation that was playing over and over well I mean like into my 30s and well into my 30s it wasn't until later my 30s I was like you know what I'm done with not being smart like I'm smart and I uh, and I do know how to do things I finished college I did all these things that doesn't just because you're finished college doesn't mean you're smart, but it takes work to get
0: there. It's so true. And I think it's such a good example of the power of affirmations and how the, the unhelpful thoughts that play on repeat can really hold you back and be limiting, but they, they are yes. not sentenced, sentence and you really do have the power to change them. So I love that example of that.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's just the, the fact that knowing that, you can do it. You can change yeah. that narrative inside of you. Um, it just comes back to you know your values and your belief and yeah. and my biggest thing is knowing that you're perfectly made. so yeah. flaws are in everything. and yes, maybe I am not as articulated uh, articulate I can't articulate things as well as other people, or I spell things backwards and upside down. but I still have a lot of value to give, and that's the same when we're relating it back to our fitness yeah. or nutrition and stuff. Yeah. You have a lot of you. Your health is going to allow you to give more back. You have a lot of value. So switching that narrative and using those positive affirmations, and I love the tips of you know recording it if you have to and having it play back. Um, writing it down is something I love to do because that just that writing. Just something very about wise. it releases oh, yeah. very, yeah, very is. powerful. You know, it's, it's something that feels like I release that in, out into the universe. And I know that that's, it's going to stick when I, yeah. I keep throwing it out there. So I want a couple more questions for you. Okay. Sure. And so the, the next question is how can people, I, uh, sorry, wrong one. I got to move my paper down. How can people create healthier habits like exercising, clean eating?
0: Yes, it is totally possible. And I know we were talking about how it can feel so hard at the beginning if you've kind of fallen off track and you're just getting started or you're just getting started for the first time. But I have 10 tips that I want to share that make it more doable. I'm going to go through them kind of quickly, but these are things that I teach or the, the people that I work with. And there's, there's so much to say, and I go into a lot of it on my podcast too. But So number one is to identify your why. Be really clear, why is this goal important to you? Why is this habit really worth your time to invest in really developing it? Number two, specify what we call a smart goal. So a really well-defined goal that has a time frame and that's very, very specific. And then take that goal, number three, take that goal and break it down into small daily actions that you do every day consistently that over time will get you to your goal. Number four is make sure that you have everything that you need to succeed and take those daily actions. And as you need to problem solve to work around, there will definitely be obstacles and barriers. So problem solve either in advance to work around them, or as you go, and as they pop up, take the time to problem solve and work around it and put lots of, lots of support in place to help you as you work on these habits. Number five, which we talked a little bit about, assign a time in your planner for all of these daily actions, food shopping, meal prep, mealtime, exercise, sleep, and would you believe even rest and fun? These are all super important and should go in your planner. Number six is create a miracle morning routine. We didn't get to talk a whole lot about this, but the miracle morning is a book that I swear by, and it really helps you help set you up for a successful day. This is where I learned the affirmations that we were talking about. Um, so setting a morning routine and then creating that habit is going to set you up for success with everything else that you're doing during your during your day. Number seven is then go ahead and implement. Once you have assigned all the times for these habits, all you have to do is implement hour by hour without making decisions about whether you want to, whether you feel like it, whether this is the most, most important thing. You've already thought that through and made the decision and just implement it as it's planned. And number nine is always play detective and be on the lookout for obstacles that get in your way and take the time, as I mentioned, to problem solve and sometimes loop in an outside person. If it's hard to see your way out, it could be a friend, a family member or a professional to help you problem solve the obstacles. And then number 10, we also talked about was feed that motivation. So you keep the switch on long enough to create the habits, which will then run on autopilot. So in a nutshell, that's my best advice for creating a healthy habit for exercise and eating clean eating.
1: Oh, those are great tips. Just to wrap everything up though, what is the missing in today's conversation
0: about healthy habits that we really need to make sure that we address? Yeah, so I would I would put it all in one word. And you know what that one word is? It's how. So most of us know what to do, you know, your doctor might tell you what to do, or you read an article, this is what you should do to eat healthy, but it's the how that is really difficult. How do you do that day in and day out with all of life's obstacles? And so what I think is missing in a lot of this conversation about health and habits is getting into the nitty gritty about how you can actually go about creating and sustaining these new habits this is the work that I love to do both as a psychologist and as a health habit coach, I work in a medical setting. And a lot of times patients are seeing their physicians or their medical team for a condition like diabetes or cardiovascular disease. And the team gives them a plan and says, this is what we want you to do. This is what will help keep you healthy. And then they come to me and I help them figure out, Oh my gosh! Okay, how how do I do this? Because it's really overwhelming, but it is definitely possible. We just need to get into the day to day and getting into things like how do you feel about making these changes? We got to work through the anger, the fear, the doubt, the confusion. Work through all the barriers that might get in the way. The negative thoughts, like we've talked about, um, asserting your needs with the people that you work with at home, and um, you know, really making it doable. Get get into all of the the tiny little details and make sure that they are doable so that you are set up for success. And I'll, I'll end on this one note. So I have this theory that I've come up with that I've started talking about and I call it the toilet paper theory. You've probably never heard this, right? Would you ever let your household run out of toilet paper? No, no. I imagine None (laughs) of us would say yes, right? What would we do? If it's 10 o'clock at night and you realize your house was out of toilet paper, what would you do? You would probably go to the gas station. Any 24-hour right. gas station, you, you get some TP. To the store, no matter how tired you were, no matter if you were already in bed, you would go out and make sure that your house had toilet paper in it. I think our health behaviors need to be put on that same level where we would never let it be that we didn't have our produce and the healthy foods that we need and the exercise options and the sneakers and all those things that we need, we would treat them with as much importance as we do our toilet paper. And so that's the work that I'm here to do.
1: I I love it. (laughs) Treat your health like toilet paper. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So so amazing. I just love this conversation very, very much. And I really do so much appreciate you um and, and the professionalness of what you brought today and being able to share um your journey and everything that you're doing, Um, you have in our interview, you have um, a free gift for everybody. So we're going to tag that below in the email for everybody. And but before we go, what is there something I can do to serve you more? Like you're serving this community. Now I want to serve you. How can
0: I show up and serve you? Yeah. Oh, well, honestly just by sharing this information, that is my mission. You know, I know, I know what it's like to struggle, you know, with day-to-day habits. I'm a mom, I have two kids and there was a time when it was, it just felt impossible to practice what I was preaching. And I've worked really hard to dig myself out of that. And every day is not perfect. And I most certainly am not perfect, but it means so much to me. And I feel so strongly about helping other people live their best day and get out of their day what they want. So I'm, you know, you can follow me on social media. I'm always sharing tips and strategies that I know professionally, but also what I'm finding personally in my own journey is I'm always working on this every day. And I have a podcast that um i can also share you can follow me there too it's healthy habits for life with dr carol Perlman, and i go into a lot more detail of um with regards to a lot of what we've talked about today um and yeah i think just helping me you know on this mission i know you're on a similar mission too and just getting the information out there is really what means so much to me
1: yeah, Now we'll be dropping your links to everything into the email. So look for that there. And I just really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. This is such
0: a great conversation today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be part of this summit. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.